0: Brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone.
1: Speaking of fog, I think fucking they had all the fog in the world then. that Don't Grow Up movie. Oh, I know, right? It was like there was fog indoors. I'm like, the fuck is there so much fog in this movie? <laughs> Alone don't go up, correct? Because I want to make sure I, I watch the right movie. It was like a group of kids, and then the parents like turned into the adults turned into zombies. and They were like on this island.
2: Yeah, yeah, same movie.
1: Okay, well that would definitely have changed the dynamic of the show. We <laughs> well then we'd have three to review,
2: don't we? Yeah, yeah. Your uh your movie didn't have a Disney uh, talking dog in it, and <laughs> I guess we're reviewing three movies today. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Hello, and welcome to Who Will Survive. This is our ninth episode, and uh, we are here to talk about a couple of movies that... Um, we, we are categorizing these movies as 2018 movies, but um, they were made in different years, but we'll get into talking about that. But before we talk about that, uh, let's introduce my co-host, Marco. Hello, guys. The two movies that we are going to cover uh, both kind of have a, a similar topic, I guess. Yes. In, in a way... That, um, that I was just thinking about this earlier it's funny because in one you're more seeing from uh, the one point of view and one more from the other point mm. of view uh, so the two movies are uh, don't grow up which is a shutter exclusive and uh, mom and dad which is uh, the new movie it just came out starring Nick Cage and Selma Blair uh, so the topic is uh, pr- basically it's adults that are killing kids for one reason mm, or another. I wonder Wonder why we chose this theme. I don't know. Have we ever talked about any adults not liking kids very much on the show?
2: I I haven't, for or the record. In particular, not none liking of, their none own of it.
1: kids. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: this was this was a theme that um, was was really excited for me, you know, to try to get into. Especially uh, mom and dad, a lot of hype behind the movie. And a lot of other people would just mention it here and there. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is this, the premise is great. And again, we're, we'll get into it. And sure. then, of course, anytime Nicolas Cage can, you can set him free of the rage cage and just have him go off the deep end. It was fantastic. But yeah, yeah. yeah the theme,
1: the theme kept coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because um, I think, you know, mom and dad plays more into the thing that I joke about where. Yes. You have uh, yes. the, the, the parents specifically want to kill their own children, and uh, Don't Grow Up <laughs> is more about people right. wanting to maintain their youth because the correct adults become a danger to all uh, all of their youth. It uh, just sort of came up when I was you know, kicking a few ideas around, and I had been wanting to watch this mom and dad one since I heard of it for obvious reasons, right. and uh, right. knew that I would end up liking it maybe just a little bit more than some people might, but... Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Or
1: right. uh, th-
2: excited to have a podcast <laughs> of this theme. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, And uh, Don't Grow Up was one that um, I had saw on Shutter a couple months ago. Okay. And didn't, I didn't like put two and two together until uh, kind of, you know, whatever. We decided this a week or two ago. Then, <laughs> ironically, I was going back through some podcasts that I follow and hadn't listened to their episodes in like a month and trying to play some catch up. And I found that uh, a friend of the show had actually covered both of these movies on the same show as kind of a common theme. And oh, I, I immediately okay. messaged him and said, dude, I'm so sorry I didn't see that you did this and copied you. And he's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. I understand. Uh, so I, I wanted to make sure that he knew right away that I didn't see his him cover this and then go, right. hey, I'm going to steal that idea because that's fucking great. Well- uh, well, but, we should have just
2: did our intro and then played his show and then did our outro. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was what I told him
1: is that I actually yeah. would tell people to check out his show, which uh, the, the friend is uh, Mike Merriman, and he okay. uh, he's on a show called Evil Episodes, and this is kind of a sub-series of evil, evil Episodes he does called Just the Movies. So Evil Episodes is a show covering primarily horror on television uh, with uh, himself and... Brian Sammons and Jamie Sammons uh, yep. and uh, I believe that is on the and on Legion podcasts but I'm not 100% sure so okay. just look for evil episodes and uh, his uh, subs sub series is called just the movies where they cover just very recent movies that have come out to VOD or theaters, and they had uh, actually covered the two of these movies about a month ago, so if you want to look for that, I'll probably even put a link in the show description if you see this on Facebook or something. Yeah, sure. Because it's always, he said, you know, I think it's cool when people cover sort of the same things because then you get to hear other people's perspective on it as well, which I agree. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't want him to think that I stole his idea, so...
2: Right. No, that's good that you contacted him and everything. But yeah, that's I'm always curious um, when another podcast that I listen to covers a a movie that we've done or something that I've been wanting to do. um, It's like it's like one of those things where I'll try not to listen to it before I record because I don't want to make the same points. But if I just happen to make the same points um, as during the recording, then it's like kind of like in my mind. Uh, great minds think alike kind of deal, but I don't wanna take over like something in the back of my mind obscure that someone else said that makes perfect sense but sure. I you know but I didn't come up with it originally. So I will definitely check out things that we've covered, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe we'll cover it way in the future or something like that. So yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's, absolutely. it's all it's it's all the same when it comes to the community and everything and then um, yeah you know yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to uh, not be on the same wavelength as your peers too sure well especially with
1: uh either new movies like this where these are things that are just Mm -hmm. kind of hitting the community so a lot of people like us want to cover newer stuff and some people want to really be on top of the new new which you know we're not right we're not as current with everything we try and cover newer stuff sometimes that's like the newest thing if we can but uh yeah yeah. i think that was cool and i i had actually talked to him about uh doing a show with us in the future and he's invited me to come on his show a few times it just hasn't worked out in timing so but yeah mike's a good guy he's also a fellow legion podcast guy so very cool we all take care of each other so speaking of other podcasters we uh (laughs) haven't actually recorded a show with just us without any other podcasters or guests in quite Uh a while Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm sitting there going, like, I'm
2: pausing, waiting for someone else to to come in. I'm like, no, wait, I'm just talking to Paul this week. I know.
1: So we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, it was like episode seven, which I don't even know when recorded. (laughs) That was forever ago we had a little break in the numbered episodes with all the other extra stuff that had come out. Uh, So we just thought maybe we'd play a little bit of catch-up on some of the things that we've been up to, not necessarily podcasts that we've been doing, but just uh, other stuff we've been watching or doing or checking out in the meantime. So have you uh, seen anything new, TV or movies or anything like that that you've been into lately that's been cool?
2: Well. Since we've last recorded and stuff, i kind of fallen into my, my daily routines, which consists of, like, either I consume a whole bunch or I consume a whole lot uh, less. And I fell into the last two weeks of consuming a lot less and getting more into, like, you know, the little hobby stuff that I do. Um, besides all the Star Wars stuff, and, you know, because the book came out of The Last Jedi, so I've been, I've been you know, reading that and we, I did a podcast about it. And, um, of course, I always watch The Walking Dead. That's the only thing on TV that I do watch. So, no, I, it's, I'm ashamed to say, like, I have been, I come home and, like, Netflix is on there and, and all these other, you know, uh, streaming services. And I just, just can't sit down and watch just, like, random stuff. Like, it's, I'm in that mode right now, you know. Where sure, sure. I'm consuming so less right now. But, and then I'll get into the point where I'll watch, you know, three, four movies back to back every night for, you know, seven days. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it comes in spurs. So I'm on a downslope right now.
1: What? Um, how have you been enjoying the, the current season of the Walking um, Dead?
2: I've always been. I, I don't. I think there hasn't been a season where I didn't like. Because I was. I'm sure. a huge fan of the comic, and I read the comic, and I'm okay. pretty much up to date. And um, I absolutely love the season. I don't. You know. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's drawn out." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." But um, well, it's a at TV the same show. Time, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And if you do read the comics in the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead comics are very fast paced Like things happen. And you, I mean, within like four issues is almost like, I think uh, to kind of uh, give you an example, the the Walking Dead TV show, the first two seasons pretty much are like the first few comics of the book. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, they never go to the CDC in the comic, you know, it's spoilers. But the whole farm, like they leave the farm and like issue, you know, I forgot, but like, you know, it, it was really like five or six. They, sure. It's sure. really early on. So like the show really marinates it and it is two separate identities um, but I, no, right. I enjoy it every, every single week. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah.
1: This season has been, they're really shaking shit up this season. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I I've been watching it the whole time.
2: Uh, okay, cool. It's
1: actually the only uh, long form TV show that I still watch, only because it's the only thing that had a storyline that I at least wanted to see through th- the whole way of anything right. that I was watching. Because at one point it just dropped all, uh, you know, TV show style, yeah. uh, entertainment. And I just only watch movies and sports games, but, uh, right. right. <laughs> so I still watch this, uh, I watch it at least with one of my two kids every week. And sometimes with, uh, Marissa, if she's home mm-hmm. and not traveling. And, uh, so it has a little bit of a ritual type of thing to it still. It but, is. Uh, yep. I've had my ups and downs with it, but I'm also not like, I'm, I don't follow the comics and I'm not super connected and, and don't think that much about, like sure. oh this season was great and that season was shit and this episode is my favorite one like I know overall I like it enough to keep watching it so uh, well that's that's it's, good it's hard because for me to a lot like of people to pick it apart into small little pieces like that.
2: There you go, there you go because a lot of people who just watch the TV show or just read the comics, mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's it's hard to um, get to the point fast because like, people are like oh it's slow and drawn out. It's like yeah but there's a buildup and the payoff is you know is so good. Especially sure. with the, what they did in the end of season season seven and or the beginning of season seven and all that stuff and it's like the payoffs are so good and yeah you're gonna have five or six filler episodes into you know that drawn out plot or conclusion it's just I don't know man I, I'm I'm I love it I like that world yeah I yeah. love
1: uh, everything about it sure so the Star Wars book and Walking Dead mm-hmm. and some That's, video games
2: yeah um I get I'm I'm a heavy MMO player <laughs> so. Uh, I just got back into a game that I was playing, uh, like six, seven years ago. Um, it's called a rift and okay. I used to play that day, day and night and, uh, they, um, they reverted back to like original, like, here's the original game. You loved uh, seven years ago. And I was just like, okay, I'll pick it up, start playing again. And that, you know, seven hours later I got right, I got <laughs> thrust right back into it. So that, that takes up a lot of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I never I've had my <laughs> my brief moments of up and down with games, but sure. I've never been like hardcore hooked on anything in a long time.
2: Well, if you have a if cuz I'm a PC gamer and if you if you're into like PC gaming and stuff and MMOs are the way to go mm-hmm. because, you know, the games never end, you know, that you just you just continuously Sure. Play sure. And play and play yeah, I've and, never played yeah. anything
1: like that before. Yeah, like World of Warcraft, all that stuff. No, yeah, I used to uh, play a lot of the sports games, but then I, sure. I got out of getting those, and then my son gets some of them, and I'll I'll try it a little bit, and I go, "Oh, this is pretty cool." But then when he first got a Madden game for house a couple years ago, I got hooked on it, and I was like playing it all the fucking time, and I'm like, right. "No, this is, I can't do this." <laughs>
2: yeah, I find myself just like I said, I. All of a sudden, it's two in the morning, you know. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, here I go, here I go
1: again. Yeah. So, uh, since last time, I've been watching a ton of movies lately. Yeah. In addition you've been doing the opposite to, of me. Uh, well, besides trying to keep up with stuff for our show and for interviews and a couple of guest spot things I did, I've been trying to keep up with some of the newer movies that have come out, some of the the 2018 stuff or what I'm qu- uh, what I'm counting as 2018 movies. Uh, there's been a few good things. I, I think. I, I don't think that I've seen my favorite movie of the year yet, but we'll see. Uh, hmm. I did see probably the best movie that I've seen from 2018 so far has been either uh, Tragedy Girls, which we're counting as 2018, right, right, and um, the New Strangers movie, which was really uh, it was really good in my opinion. But okay, I've, yeah, I've heard a little bit of mixed. Uh, feelings. I'm not sure exactly why, but I haven't read any negative reviews to see why people aren't uh, right. Aren't feeling it? But the big difference to me is that this one plays more like a slasher movie, and so I guess maybe okay. people that want more of that home invasion versus a slasher. I don't know, but right.
2: No, a hundred percent. Because um, the first one came out, geez, when uh, did ten that years come out?
1: ago, 2008. Yeah. yeah.
2: I th- I thought so, <laughs> I, th- I thought so, and I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I d- forgot about it until until like I've actually I saw previews of it, whatever, and I was like, oh, two wasn't there? It's was like, oh, is that? Uh, I don't understand. sure.
1: Yeah, I s- I hadn't seen The Strangers till uh, like a couple years ago, and uh, yeah. so- someone was saying that it was like one of their favorite movies, so I I picked up a Blu-ray of it and watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. Right, I've I've actually seen some home invasion stuff i like a little better than it but the big thing for me and then i just Mm -hmm. i rewatched it to show it to my son before he went with me to see the new one um the big thing was that we just started to feel like they they dragged on the fucking with the people a little bit too long right to a a point of where it was like all right well you just like you've you've literally been able to stab them a hundred times by now and for whatever (laughs) reason like the at first he was like oh my god this is like so terrifying and to a point like it lost the scare effect on him Um, yeah i also have the uncut version which is like six minutes longer so i don't know if i don't know what the extra six minutes is but if they maybe added more of that stuff in and made it feel a little bit longer Uh, but that was his big thing he was like no it was really scary but i just wish that they you know maybe did something a little bit sooner 'Cause there's not really yeah. uh, a lot of interaction between the people and the strangers actually doing stuff to them besides just scaring them for a long time. Right. No, that's this one they kinda that's get right I, to yeah. the physical stuff right oh, cool. away. So Yeah.
2: That's where it kinda loses me a little a lot of times in um, when it comes to like the home invasion or like a like a thriller or drama yeah. uh, movie. It loses me because it's like I start to I start to uh, nod off and say, Well geez, now you're just torturing you're torturing these people And like the joke's gone on long enough, you know, either start to, you know, go after them seriously and kill them, or, you know, or or just leave it at that. Because again, what could be more scary, right? Like the, like reading a newspaper article and saying like, a uh, people broke into your house and they psychologically tortured you, like, you know, trying to like mock, execute you kind of like, yeah. And then they just left for, for three, four hours. Yeah. And then they left or, you know, a home invasion came in, they shot everybody and, you know, uh, stole their stuff or whatever so in a, in a in a world of like what is scary what was going to mess with an audience not something that the people went through but an mm-hmm. audience as witnessing it um the more of a psychological stuff and then leaving i think sure. would be more instead of just doing that for three hours and then killing them right or you know all night or whatever so so yeah but I, it I was hear, it I, was
1: still yeah. a I mean that one was great and then this one they kind of just get to the action a little faster and it's a little more widespread it takes place in a uh a Confined outdoor setting, so it's not just in one house primarily okay. like the original movie. Uh, but really well done, well shot, uh, well acted. Uh, the effects are, are good in it and stuff like it's mm-hmm. it's uh, a great movie overall. So cool! I'll check it out. Um, and then I mean I'd seen a couple other good ones. There's a new one on Shudder as well called. Hold on, the name is in German, so let me open up the translation. Okay. Cold Hell. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, it's a, a Shudder exclusive that uh, just got added very recently. And it's a uh, like a cat and mouse with a serial killer uh, stalking a woman. But the woman is also a really high-level Thai boxer. Okay. And so she can kind of kick ass, too. So it's kind of this cat and mouse of he's stalking her. But then she fights back. And then he comes after her. Right, again. right. So oh, that's pretty cool. badass. So, yeah, yeah, it's a short hour and a half movie. It's a pretty fun to watch and i've been watching some old stuff too just to kind of uh, show some things to finish out some stuff like i ended up finishing the whole final destination series with my son after we watched the first one then so we're trying to do franchises for when we have Mm -hmm. time to watch movies so we just started the hatchet franchise now nice nice so we watched the first one of that which is still awesome We'll get to the rest of it. I haven't seen the the new one yet, but I owned it, so that was kind of the plan. Is we'll rewatch one, two, and three, and then we'll right. we'll watch four together. So
2: no, that's always fun to revisit, you know, franchises like that. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I, like I guess I've done that. Um, my son and I we do the paranormal every time a new one comes out. Right. You now we're 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 on it, even though they've gotten to the point where it's like this is not even the same movie. anymore. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, it's
1: still fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I've just I've been sick. <laughs> yeah. So that always sucks. If my voice sounds a little bit off in this episode, it's because I was up all night <laughs> coughing. For some reason, my cough wouldn't go away, and yeah. uh, that was that. But uh, feeling better today, I'll probably go run again tomorrow. I've been like running on the <laughs> days when I don't feel bad, so right, right, trying to yeah. keep that up. And uh, I don't know, eating too much junk food for someone that's supposed well, to be I'm in training. So <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's about it for me so yeah we have these two movies um i guess uh, we'll set the stage here what we're going to do is uh since these are both new we're going Mm -hmm. to leave a separate spoiler section um we had kind of already referenced what these movies are about which was no mystery it's like right in the plot synopsis of both movies what we will do is put a a separate section Uh, i guess we'll put it after the outro music where what we'll do is take the a little bit of time to discuss the Ending of both of these movies, which really the endings are, are fairly ambiguous in these movies, and we just kind of want to say, like, do we like the way that they left it, and do we think that they're going to do anything else, or, or if right. they don't do anything else, I guess, what would we uh, hypothesize happens after the movie's end, or so? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll kind of put that part at the end because we don't want to spoil exactly the level of ambiguity. On right. these, but um, throughout the discussion of the movies, there might be some spoiler stuff as far as uh, specific kills or specific scenes like that, because we're just going to kind of discuss the things that we think that it you know did good and did bad. So correct, correct, that pretty much covers our catching up here, and uh, we are working on trying to uh, get to our tenth episode, which sh- should be you know in, in two weeks after this one, and after that uh, we want to try to start doing some stuff with having more guests on like we did with Boz and like we did with, uh, with Bo and, uh, you know, yes. maybe we'll branch out into some other first names that start with other letters besides B. <laughs> <and> see what <where laughs> well, that we goes. We just got to the B's. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> right. so yeah, in the, in the future, we're going to kind of branch out and try to do some more episodes with some extra people and let them bring some ideas to us. But we also, I think we're yeah. going to try and throw up some, uh, some idea, polls in our facebook page so if you don't hang around at the end of the episodes and hear when we talk about our stuff uh definitely check out our facebook group page and hopefully in the future we'll be uh throwing more things up there where you guys can either leave feedback for us to read on the show for certain movies or uh have have some polls to have people pick uh, maybe one of the two movies that we cover on a show or something like that so we would definitely like to involve uh, not just other podcasters but also people that listen to the show as well so yes uh but that is uh on facebook uh just look for who will survive horror podcast and you'll find the group and the like page but the group is where you know the polls and the interaction stuff will be like that good Uh, all right well why don't we take a break and we'll come back and talk about don't grow up To discuss our first movie which is Don't Grow Up. Uh, now this movie was actually made in 2015 and the reason that uh, the majority of people I know are going to qualify it is 2018 and we are going to because we don't care if anyone says <laughs> it's not. Uh, this is the first yeah. time it's available to us and to most of America. It's the first time it's been available, as in 2018, on Shutter. Uh, so I don't, right. you know, I don't know. We, I talked about this with some other people, like with uh, Tyler McIntyre and, and uh, with uh, even with Corando uh, Mitsutak about uh, yes the the distribution stuff is just so fucking weird with these movies. Where uh, it was made, it was available all throughout uh, Europe since like 2016 or 17 or something and no American uh, companies had picked it up to distribute it through VOD or DVD or anything like that. So really the only thing would be if you saw it online or if you um, um, got like a a digital copy, like if somebody got it overseas and somehow ripped it and and put it up Mm. on the internet or something like that illegally. So at the time that was really the only way until uh, just in 2018 Shutter had uh, opted to pick this one up and made it a shutter exclusive so that's the only yeah. way that you can see it now is with a subscription to their service which um it's kind of cool i think you know it's it's nice that they are doing shit like this where it's not it's not just you know new stuff or just really old classic stuff they're kind of finding these things like this that maybe got lost in the shuffle and whether mm-hmm. Whether this is, you know, a, a great movie for you or a great movie for someone else, it's just nice that these are getting found and put somewhere and made available to yes. us.
2: Um, no, uh, hats off to Shudder for, for doing that and yeah. um, taking a chance because I find uh, there's a lot of gems out there, especially foreign films to us, right. that, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll see, you know, again, late in life or, or later. It's, you know, like I said, we're, we're counting this as a 2018 film because that's when it's open up to here. Um but I know there's a lot more. There's a lot more films out there. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, Australian-based films, Australian horror-based uh, films that we don't get a chance to see until much later. So you know, like again, hats off to Shutter for actually. You know, to me, we don't know the backstory behind it and how they picked it up or whatnot. But I'm glad that they did, and yeah. they should absolutely do more. And not just not just the main hits. You know what I mean? Like not just yeah. the. Uh, the the mainstream uh sure movies. yeah well
1: there was that one that i mentioned earlier the cold hell that yes. uh it's not it's not this old but they had just picked it up and is now releasing it to the us this year i believe that was from 2017 so it's a little bit more mm-hmm. recent but uh right. the synopsis of this is uh, the synopsis is even a little spoilery itself. So it says, sure. uh, the story about a group of youths who can't face the thought of growing up because anyone who does becomes a rampaging zombie.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so if we'll start with our usual thing, which is, do we have a problem with the synopsis or not?
2: Um, again, to me, Paul, I don't think the kids had a problem of not wanting to grow up or the fact yeah. that the monsters in this film were actually zombies themselves.
1: Well, right. I don't like, think that the kids were even aware of this until they witnessed it. So it, it wasn't like uh, they were walking yeah. around going like, oh, shit, yeah. I don't want to grow up because I'm going to turn into a zombie. Like They just exactly. happened to be out and then saw some shit and then somehow managed to piece that together. Put two themselves. and two together, yeah. So I think it was through some other people that they met, right? So.
2: Yeah, and they couldn't wait to grow up. Uh-huh. And they, they were like, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that so
1: yeah so that's not correct and also the zombie thing we, we and everyone else have talked to death over the what's a zombie thing but to me hey, it's right. a, it's something that dies and comes back to life as opposed right. to something that is more affected by uh a, a virus like a or, or, something or something that mm-hmm. that turns it while it's still alive so which that's what yeah. these yeah. things seem to be in this movie is more of a living thing that turns crazy so
2: exactly so synopsis is not a totally accurate
1: no it's not um but even though they fucking ruined the synopsis, <laughs> uh, I don't think that they ruined the movie, but we'll see what we think about that. Right. I don't know. what. Uh, what's your initial thoughts about this movie? So, yeah, it,
2: it was interesting because it is a sort of coming-of-age movie, right, where you, you start to follow the lives of teenagers and youths and all that stuff. And, of course, you got their problems, and all they want to do is have sex. That's It's pretty much in the forefront of all their minds, so... You know, so that premise gets old a little bit. But again, I I get I get that that has to set up and you have like a little bit of drama going to a situation where like, okay, um, in the beginning of the film, we have a just like kind of like business as usual, life as usual. We find our uh, characters that we're going to um, follow and they're all into a location of like troubled youth right that they're into like this uh like someone you know tried to commit suicide so they were in there for as like a you know to have a counselor sessions with people so you get the whole thing they're troubled youths that's why they're in this place location at one time well like uh, this is very early on anyway like you just uh, pinpointed it where the movie um it wasn't an, an established movie like we didn't jump into a timeline where People are rampaging outside. We got to the beginning point of the movie, which is kind of cool too and refreshing, at the same time. But yet, a little bit dis- disappointing for me. Not that it wasn't good. It was just like, oh man, I wish that they were in there and this whole thing was going on at the same. You know, already going on. I was kind of almost maybe spoiled and used to that kind of sure story sure. moving forward. So, but um, it, it didn't spoil it for me. Like I, I, I liked it.
1: Right. Uh, I was kind of feeling the same way that the the part where. We actually got to see these uh, these monsters or these uh, crazy people or whatever they were mm-hmm. was uh, was very interesting to me, and I wanted to see more done with that. But uh, we spent most of the time following the kids around and, and their exploration and their character building, and right. uh, a lot of time establishing kind of some really fantastic scenery and, and uh, outdoor wide shots and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, I think it was a, a it was a really well made and well acted movie. And it was really well written. Uh, mm-hmm. I just would have liked to have seen a little bit more of uh, kids getting ripped up in this movie by zombie things.
2: Yes, a hundred percent right. And um, the real quick, like, again, we don't need uh, you know stories spoon fed. What we can kind of put two and two together, especially watching this movie too, so we mm. know what's going to happen. But what was kind of a cool premise? Let's talk about what was cool about the movie, sure, uh, story wise and everything. Now, the fact that you hit a certain age or sit certain growth in your body whatever and you actually turn into this monster again probably about what a half an hour into it 45 minutes or, or cause it's yeah. a short film but you know 30 minutes you 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 get that sense of oh this is what happened so sure, sure. The, fa- the fact that you turn into a monster as you get older hence the movie don't grow up they want to stay youthful they want to you know whatever but which is kind of cool and well written it wasn't on someone's 18th birthday they turned into a monster like they even no. kind of touched it in the in the movie a little bit where what is actually an adult what is like what is the term adult mm-hmm. like what is it when you know when you become you cease to be a child to a an adult and then the i guess a virus or whatever takes you takes over so right. which was kind of cool because you do see that transition in this movie where you fi- you think they're all safe from each other because they're all kids they're all teenagers but no they you know there there are points where you know, somebody will turn and you didn't, ex- you least expected it. It's like, okay, so yeah, what is an adult? You know, what, where is that growth or age difference that turns you into a monster or keeps you, you know, on, I guess, safe? And and then the whole scary point is that everybody's eventually going to turn. Right. You know, and that's what's scary. Yeah. There's uh, like no control over it. There's, no matter where you run, you're going to turn into it. You, there's no escaping it. Well, sure, you know? sure.
1: Yeah, that's a, a cool sort of premise for how this thing does affect them and they Mm. they don't get into anything about like what it is or how it started or where it came from or anything like that Uh, like you say it's a short movie uh, so i don't really have time for that and in these situations we don't expect that well like we talked about the walking dead earlier uh you know we've been following Mm. that for 10 years and nobody said where the fuck it came from so
2: (laughs) right Right. We just assume we just have the rules of the zombies, and uh, and we just kind of go for it. Right.
1: Now, I think that uh, they do a good job with these kids of, of kind of building their dynamic and them uh, mm-hmm. sort of fooling around and stuff. Uh, the thing that I thought was weird that maybe they could have used some more establishment on was just kind of like why all of a sudden they were just these few kids by themselves in this place with nobody else around. And they seemed very yeah. just okay with that. It didn't seem weird to yeah, them they at all, but, exa- exa- but again, just to exactly. kind of like make everything move faster. it's It's cool that they yeah. just are all sort of friendly and hanging out and they are going through and they kind of find where they got the alcohol hidden and they find some weed that got stolen from one of the kids or taken away from one of the kids. Right. And they're, you know, getting into some mischief and whatever, and they decide that they want to get out of the actual facility since there seems to be nobody around to stop them from doing it and right. go check out stuff on this Island, which I don't think we mentioned that this, this facility that these kids are in is supposed to be like a thing for bad kids. And it's on an Island with bad or troubled, right? Yeah. yeah. It's on an Island, but there's also some like regular shit around that. It's not just like a prison yes. Island. Right. There's, right. there's some no, the, just, it, like it, regular life is... and actual city and stuff like that on this Island. So, Right. It's a bigger island. It's, it's, it's a big island. So it's not like Alcatraz or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, no, there is a sense of, like, um, this is taking place all on this little island. like And, like, you kind of mentioned, which has all the fog in the world. Mm-hmm. All the fog in the world just resides on this island because every shot is foggy, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. I, I, I would love to live there. No, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the... I, the whole point to I, again we don't know if this is an isolated case or if this is this spread
1: so yeah well and they once once they come out of the building they pretty much start to figure out that shit's not right um then they right. they ran into like a mom with a little kid and the mom just like takes her own kid out right in front of them and says that all the kids are bad or was it her own yes. kid or was it i don't know if they didn't really say it, it. was her own kid yeah yeah, it was. She's hug.
2: Yeah, she's own kid, and uh, she squeezes her to death, or something, throws her, and then and then kind of rages, and that's when you get the sense of like, oh shit, all the adults are, are fucked. They're all right. messed up,
1: you know. Um, yeah, because she says something about all of them are bad. Yes. About the the kids or, or the youth or whatever. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It was the kid said that all the adults are bad. There was like a well, kid there that, was ran that into it that said that all the adults are bad, and then the kid ended up getting killed for sure that's how it happened. Sorry, my notes are a little foggy cuz I took them while I was sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's yeah, exactly. No, it's it's funny cuz um that kid that they ran into, there was two kids. One was um being held by her mom and she, the mom squeezed her to death. So that's the first time you get a sense of all the adults are are messed up and they're killing the youth, the ones who haven't turned. And then they get that they run into another kid outside, Henry, I think it is. Um and he's the one who says they're just they're that's when the our characters get the gist of what's going on in the outside which that little that he, he comes back to haunt them later that kid
1: yeah and then one of the kids in their group ends up getting fucking just taken out and like beaten to death by one of the the rampagers yes which was pretty yes. badass yeah no it was it was great like the the violence in the movie is great right right when they all sort of like took off to get away from this and that that kid joined them and then the kid ended up Accusing, He kind of like tells them a little bit more about what's happening, but he en- ends up accusing one of the people in their group that he's already like infected or whatever and he's going to turn and they have right. to stop him and kill him or whatever.
2: And that's when you get that because he he even mentioned the thing, which is kind of cool. I just want to uh, say is that he goes, I'm not even like, I, I'm not uh, 18 yet. I'm not even a, an adult. Like, and that's where you get like, okay, well, if he's yeah. younger than some of the in the group, you know, there was one girl who had her, was, uh, in the group that she was turning 18 that day. So again, it's right. like, when do you, when is, when are you really getting infected? So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So the way they would get infected is like their ears would start to bleed. Right. Like the blood come out of their ears and then they have like, you know, sweats and stuff like that. And they never die. Again, this is not the traditional sense of zombies. They don't die and come back. It's that, uh, where they just kind of go into rage mode when the whole virus in them awakens or something. And, and then they just go on a rampaging um, attack, which that is accurate. Sure, sure. But they're very cautious too. Everybody who's infected is very cautious. They're not mindless zombies or mindless monsters. They have, they, they can, they talk, they, they communicate. You know. Uh, so it was, it was kind of cool.
1: It was kind of cool to see that. When these kids uh, kind of get away from all of this action, they get to kind of like the outskirts of town or whatever, and they find like a trailer thing that they could crash in, sort of. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I think once, once it gets to that point, you really start to develop what these uh, characters are going through and their their kind of uh do they want to grow up or not type of thing where the title right. comes from and what it takes to turn them bad and uh i think at this point is where it starts to kind of slow down on the action because they don't really get back to the zombie stuff too much right but uh ever i think very very minor yeah but um that's where really like a lot of the character stuff comes in where you can see how good of actors that these kids are and how they they show yes the city and yes. and uh, not the city but the whole island and everything like how cool everything is there it's kind of this uh contrast of you know the chaos uh, over top of a beautiful landscape you know yeah which is cool yeah. they do in a lot of movies i think uh i don't know was there any other uh, particular parts that you that you thought were really cool in this movie though um
2: the one part when they, like you said, when the their characters take off and you find like the surreal, kind of like we can live at this camper site, right? Like this trailer. And then uh, mm-hmm. they go to um, at nighttime, I think when it goes oh, at the night, they go over the cliff and they can see the city where they just escaped or where they were from. And it is completely on fire and just devastated, right? Like that whole sure. thing. I just kind of took a step back and I was like, whoa, okay, we got it. Uh, civilization ended this day that were right then and there that's what happened and and to see everything just like kind of glowing in the distance just burning on fire sure i thought that was really cool because it put it in a very like it put everything in perspective okay the kids are on their own from now on you know that there is no going back it's that you know life was normal and then it's just you know just jacked up so that was a really cool transition and very cool for me as a viewer to 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 Oh. It was almost like I understand that that's gonna happen, but to see it, it, it was kind of cool to see it happen and yeah. uh, kind of shocking at the same time. So,
1: sure, I, I like the part when the one kid in their group does actually turn mm-hmm. and he goes to like take the one girl away, and you know, he gets in the car with her and like th- like smashes her head off the dashboard, <laughs> and then there's the whole yes. fight with him. Yes, and uh, th- like that whole thing just turned pretty insane. It was kind of a nice. Uh, you know, pick up from where it started to slow down a little bit, and they picked it up at that point. Uh, yeah. and then again after that, like I feel like it really started to die off a little bit. But uh, yeah, and then I liked uh, how they they showed that sort of these younger kids that still had more time to live, obviously, if they mm-hmm. were uh, less close to maturity, that uh, they'd sort of formed this little like militia, and they were going out and trying to <laughs> yeah. take out the kids yeah. that might turn into future uh they were killing everybody yeah as well so that was kind of yeah cool no part. that was
2: cool little <laughs> yes the uh toddler the toddler gang or not toddlers but you know the uh pre oh it's like like 12 and under gang or something and they all had like shotguns and you know yeah, yeah they're killing like all the adults in the, in the middle streets school kids. and everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the middle school kids. I thought that was cool. Um, this, see, the, like uh, the, the two movies, and we'll get into it, It's like this is the youth taking over versus the next movie is the adults taking over. That was really cool. And uh, I guess if I had any complaints, if we sure. want to go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to me the pacing was a little off. And I, I couldn't decide whether I was watching a coming-of-age drama or a horror film for sure because the, the movie wanted to be two different things it really did it wanted to be this uh extreme you know like a psychology psychology uh, driven thing with because it, it the movie began with the with like uh, each kid had a videotape of them describing their perfect future right and that we were playing those things and and uh uh, of course, you know, you always... You get some backstory on some of the characters that we follow and everything, and then they had some real, you know, messed up childhoods, and it kept going back to that. But be, maybe because the movie was so short that it couldn't really delve into this huge world that the guy... You know, that they were creating. Mm-hmm. So you get... When the horror stuff kicked in, it was a straight horror movie. Like, it was straight rampage. Like, you know, it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when the drama kicked in, it was straight drama. This is stuff why, you know... CPS was called on this family or why they were taken away from the home So my whole thing was like I was teetering back and forth that it the two different um, uh, Plots weren't blending well enough to for me the, it was it was either like I said it was like watching two straight movies um, At once
1: yeah, yeah, I could see that uh, though. That, that would really be the biggest thing for me I think the fact that this movie is so well made it makes it hard to not like it right But I I feel like it's kind of, um, it's like putting sort of a gloss over the fact that it didn't do a whole lot for a long time. And like, not that, I guess it did, it did something. I shouldn't say it didn't do a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just didn't do something that pertained to it being a horror movie, like you said. Uh, I think for people that like these type of movies or something a little slower like that, it might uh, be a little bit stronger. Uh, But yeah, as, as a horror movie itself, I feel like it it trailed way off and they spent too much time with the two main characters kind of uh, falling in love and waiting for that uh, whole thing to reach their maturity. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's uh, a really nice looking movie and it's really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, interesting at times. But yeah, there was times where I was just like, why does it seem like it's taking so long and the movie is only like 82 minutes or something. So it was hard like I think if they could have spread out the action or something better maybe
2: yeah if the movie was two hours long Mm -hmm. I think it would have been you would have had that where you could start blending in the two themes of the film a lot longer and you know it's funny because again maybe because I'm older and I haven't really uh, explored you know my own youth too much to where you know when the kids fell in love way too fast like when she said I love you in the spoiler she said the girl, one girl said to another guy, I love you, and I was like, you just met him. <laughs> just, sure. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have you don't know clue who this guy is. But anyway, um, they were forced to grow up really fast. Well, that's, course, that's kind of know, normal, be, but because of things. No, I I, I, but, I, I hear you. Dude, I play MMOs, okay? I don't Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening going Ah, see. There you go. <laughs> this is why he doesn't understand. But anyway Um <laughs> but uh, so if the movie was two hours long I think uh, the, it, this movie could have benefited from it another half an hour or 20 more minutes of of uh, that that
1: transition I think that would have been better but you're right
2: yeah. dude it was beautiful it was a beautiful movie right really right. well shot yeah
1: yeah if they like if they made it longer but the extra part that they added in was like a whole a whole other part of them facing adversity and trying to escape and whatever like maybe they're bunkered mm-hmm. in this trailer and then like a horde of adults comes through and fucking starts wrecking shit again or something.
2: Just yeah, just a little bit more, right? Like a little bit right. more of that like you said you wanted to see more of the, of the destruction, violence and again right. Could be from budget cool. restraints? Yeah. yeah, and it was it was implied sure. Because of the city on fire and all that stuff and then we did see a little bit of the You know the uh, middle school gang you know killing adults and stuff so you get you it the whole premise is implied sure but sometimes something that impactful you want to see some visuals to it too and again sure um, sure. money restraints all that restraints could have been a a factor but you know i can use my imagination too and get by it so yeah right it didn't ruin it for me at at all that was just like a a minor thing that i wanted to you know bring up as i was watching too i'm like man it's over wait a second this oh it's over (laughs) yeah so
1: yeah all right, well, we are going to talk about the actual ending part in yes. our ending part discussion. Uh, so why don't we just, uh, well, we can give the rating for this now in case somebody doesn't want to okay. hear a spoiler. And then uh, we'll we'll move on from there. Okay. I ended up giving this, I still ended up giving us a, a seven and a half. I had a hard time... <laughs> going any lower than still saying it's a movie that I would recommend to people Uh, but it's not it's not going to end up being one of my favorite movies of the year but it's something that I would still recommend people watch it's it's worth checking out for sure and a lot of people are gonna like it more than me I heard one review of it that was kind of more in line with my thoughts I heard one review that the guy really loved it and said that it was gonna be one of his favorite movies which I can see that if if you like that kind of a thing so yes I can totally yes. understand that. So,
2: yeah, I, uh, I, hundred percent agree with you. Um, I had written down seven and a half also, but probably for different kind of reasons. Is that this movie, if um, it, it is an emotional roller coaster, there are a lot of emotions in it. It's one of those type of uh, like drama slash horror or whatever you want to put labels on it. You can sit and you could. Um, it makes you think even after the fact. And again, that whole sense of like belonging uh, and troubled past. And everything comes to fruition where you don't just take back, all, oh, that was fun or that was great. No, you, it's actually a thinker. Like, it actually makes you a little sad at times. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things where you take off and would I recommend it? It's like, no, because I like this movie for a complete different reason. It's just like a good drama movie not a god you got to go check this out because you're, right. you're just gonna have a blast with it like a lot of movies that i that i like so sure, sure. but my seven yeah so my seven and a half and i and it's funny how we both had that same number um but like i said i like it for i my seven halves is pretty high i like it a lot uh there's a lot of things that did well but it's again it's just one of those things where i don't know if i had it because it's it is kind of a downer and somewhat depressing you know even yeah, the yeah. overall theme of of shit everybody's you got you don't have much to live anymore Mm -hmm. you know even like kids that are 12 13 in this they only got you know four or five years and and then they're dead essentially you know uh, or be gonna be rampaging or get killed so that was a little depressing but uh powerful at the same time
1: sure sure no i think uh i think either way we're both saying it's something you should at least take a look for yourself yeah Uh, all right well that's pretty good we will uh get back to that later we'll take a break here we'll come back and talk about another 2018 movie mom and dad
3: mom and dad how'd you get so rad when exactly did you get so hip convinced you to back up and leave Smoking so much pot And hanging with my friends
1: Back and we are ready to talk about the movie Mom and Dad, which yes. was made in 2017 and just uh, released in in 2018. So again, with the uh, the weird year that it was made versus year it was available kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this one wasn't even available until uh, January 2018 was the first time it was available. So yeah,
2: yeah, that's uh, when it started getting in everybody's radar and, and
1: whatnot. Yeah. um, I don't remember where I first heard about this, but I think I just saw it kind of kicking around, or maybe one of the uh, YouTube uh, trailer channels or something that I follow, and it popped up on... That's how I
2: found it, yeah.
1: But uh, it immediately caught my attention because of the premise behind this one.
2: I wonder why again? yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, we'll talk kind of freely about the things that happen throughout the movie, and then at the end, we'll cover uh, kind of, I, I guess, we could probably pretty much cover the majority of like the last scene the whole like, kind of sequence that leads up to the end of the movie yes in our, uh, yes. In our final talk okay and uh, we'll leave that part out uh, the, the one review that I mentioned earlier they had left out who the cameo at the end of the movie is right and the uh, kind of horror uh, more more known to horror fan actor that uh, comes in towards the end of the movie so we can so we want to leave that, that part for out our, sure okay you got it He's a little lower on the on the call sheet, so if anyone hasn't seen this and wants to go in blind, uh, obviously, you know, Nick Cage and Selma Blair are, like, the poster people for this movie, right. but uh, uh, other than that, not too much, the, uh, not too many other people I really knew, so. Hmm. All right, this one is... A teenage girl and her little brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origins... Causes parents to turn violently on their own kids. Right. the The biggest problem that I have with the the synopsis is to survive a wild twenty four hours during which a mass hysteria. Like, I feel like there's no uh, reference of anything about it being like a time limit or anything of of that nature. Uh, Yeah. I I guess you could say that the movie basically takes place all within one day. So maybe that's that's what I would.
2: That's exactly how I took it. Okay. Um, yeah, because again, yeah, it's it's the 24 hours what the movie showed us. Okay. Which that's again that's that's what would make the synopsis make sense. But if this is a 24 hour bug, yeah, that know, was never flew. mentioned. So it's probably more what you said.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they didn't. But do, oh, but they
2: didn't do too uh, Besides bad, that, it's pretty accurate. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: They they mentioned right in it about turn violent against their own kids. Uh, right. Which, uh, so we'll just kind of jump right in here, and I th- I think. Okay. Th- that was one of the things that I think was kind of cool that they established pretty early on, and they yes. they show it through a series of actions uh, where uh, there's the, the the main like first time that they really show something like that is there's like a big group of adults coming after a big group of kids, and right. you see like one kid leaves the room where all the other kids are, and his parents aren't there, and all the other parents kind of just let him walk by. And then there's another right. big group of adults with a big group of kids, and they kind of converge on each other, and you see some kids kind of, like, cower, and adults just run right by them because it's not their parents. And so that's right. where they it, kind of start to piece it together amongst everyone where they say, oh, uh, w- well, those adults didn't attack us, but then we just saw right. so-and-so's mom fucking stab him in, with with their keys or yes. whatever. So.
2: No, I thought that was... Amazing, yeah. right? It's the parents going after their kids, mm-hmm. their own kids, not not a, uh, you know, it just kids in general, right? right? Which like which a, the, the other movie, it last, was the more,
1: th- yeah, they just were, mindless killers right. of anything that was not on their level. So
2: yes, yeah. So let's um, let's um, I, I want to ask you some about the very beginning of the film. The, okay, the title credits, the opening scene. Okay, sure. Um, the opening the opening scene is um the first thing you do is you get a glimpse of a mom in a car. Okay. And she's on the radio and the radio goes to static. And then you saw a pictures of her eyes and she's got an infant child, like in a car seat in the back and she's stuck on a railroad tracks. And so she gets out of the car and leaves the, uh, the car there with the kid inside and the train comes. And then we get this opening montage scene. So Right. right away, you get a sense of something got triggered, and that that's going to make this happen, everybody. And there was mm-hmm. this static thing, static, uh, uh lec- you know, uh, uh a sound from a radio, something. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. So there's an ongoing, uh, uh, effect through the movie that's doing this. But I do want to ask about the opening montage, opening credits. Now, I first off, I absolutely love it, and it was like a very '70s kind of weird, yeah, grainy very colorful, film yeah yeah it was very artsy, right The music was great I mean just, just when they introduced like, like I said like Nick Cage you know and all that stuff and but it it always baffles me that um, directors do this or you know they, they write this stuff in and they edit it that way and then the rest of the movie doesn't even go with that and I and I do not that I don't appreciate it I appreciate really creative intros, but this seemed weird because it seemed like a, like it was trying to date the film but then it got into modern times. Like, right immediately okay. after. So, what is your thoughts on that? First off, before we get into, like, the movie, it's a great sequence, but it just yeah. kind of threw me out a little
1: bit. I don't know if it was supposed to just be more colorful. Like, it did feel like it was uh, an older, uh, like a, a Starsky and Hutch or something like that. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was. That was starting. Uh, the
2: sound was grainy. I had, like, needle skips. I had filters through the, through the when you're doing all the characters which again i, sure, I, I sure. absolutely enjoyed but it kind of was like what am i watching what is this and i thought the mm-hmm. movie was going to kind of have this kind of stylistic approach to it or it was trying to set a time frame of the movie but no it was like we got the 70s intro and then not your uh, 2018 setting
1: yeah i i'm not really sure like that's uh a pretty good question, actually, because...
2: Well, if we ever get a chance to interview the director, that's
1: one of the things I'll ask them. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Um, and he'll probably tell me. Because it was very stylized, but in a totally different way.
2: It was. And like I said, it kind of... It was one of the things I'm like, I wonder. I mean, I, I love it. I appreciate it. And I don't want to go on too much of a tangent with it, but it was just weird that that was even in there as the intro. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. Because
2: this movie is a short movie, too. I think it's it runs the same runtime as the last movie, it's like eighty some minutes or whatever. And that intro was like five minutes, um, you know. But uh, you know, it was it was kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious to see anybody else's thoughts of uh, if that took them out of the film or that may enhanced it or or what does that do to a film for you as a as a viewer, you know.
1: But anyway. So what were? Uh, yeah, I love that intro part where they just kind of show the. That- The mom just walks away from the car Like locks the doors or whatever Walks away and then the train's coming And it's like oh boy And then (laughs) exactly. when it does Cut it shows that uh, That the mom is Like watching TV and they're talking about it on the News which they do that with a bunch of shit Throughout it's it's, uh, being reported on the news Quite often the things that Had happened or that they're seeing Elsewhere or whatever so uh, I think that Was kind of a cool little touch that they added to it
2: Yes two Movies come to mind after watching Mom and Dad. And uh, the first one was Shaun of the Dead. Okay. And it was for that fact that you just stated. It was that what's going on in the background that you've got to pick up the piece, you know, what the, like a news station or somebody says something or report. And how Shaun of the Dead did that thing where everybody was, was oblivious to what was going on until it was in the forefront. That came to mind with me a little bit in this movie because they kind of did that where you're thinking this is a, uh, isolated incident of what of a parent chasing their kid but it's actually worldwide and or you know seemed to be worldwide and if you pay attention to it you can kind of get the gist of it um and the second one is halloween three is the whole right right mind you know mind control over the subliminal messages of the commercial and in, in halloween three to you know kill everybody that's wearing a yeah, mask okay. versus this movie where it seemed to be Something that comes on TV, a monitor, a radio station, a phone call where the static sure. and it might have this uh, trigger that tells the adults that their kids are evil and they need to die. So it had that sure. kind of uh, influence to it. So those two
1: movies came to mind.
2: So, yeah. So right away we get we really get um, what's going on really fast. Yeah, yeah. And I love the way they do it, too.
1: Yeah. And I love all the, uh, the scenes where they show like sort of the the anticipation like cuz these these parents are more it's it's weird because when they have the opportunity to go after the kids they can sometimes be very very like rampaging like in the first movie Right. but other times they can also be very calculated and calm and right. they're very like methodical and waiting so there's all these scenes throughout <laughs> of groups yeah. of parents waiting outside of somewhere that's filled with their kids it's to have the so opportunity good. to kill their kids when they get done with school or like they have yeah all the dads waiting outside the the nursery <laughs> where all the newborns are it was
0: so funny
2: it was so great and they're just staring them down like scowling yeah, at them. it was yeah. the greatest thing and it was kind of it was kind of cool too because like even if somebody's killing their kid the next adult just kind of looks at them, go like i understand Right. I understand why you're doing it, you know, because as soon as I get home, I'm killing mine, too. Sure. And it would. Nobody tried to stop anybody except for, like, policemen or stuff like at the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah. But But uh, that was kind of cool, too, because then again, a the sense of nobody's safe, right? So I feel sure. like if my parents were coming after me and I ran to my neighbor's house, my neighbor would probably be like, Here, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to deliver you to your parents. So Because I understand. Sure, sure. You know, um, if they're a parent. So, so uh,
1: what do you yeah. think about... The, uh, the main kids that we spend the majority of the time with, which is, um, yes, we have, uh, what's the main girl's name? Shit. Carly. Okay, so we have Carly. Carly Ryan, yes. And
2: so we follow the Ryan family, which is Nick Cage, Selma and, uh, Blair is the mom and dad. We
1: ha- so we have Carly, we have her little brother, we have her friend Riley, uh, yes. that we spend some time with the two of them. And then right. we also have, the boyfriend is Damon.
2: I I could tell you right now, like, following the kids, because we follow the the daughter and her friend at the first, you know, couple halves of the film. And then we do see, like, um, some of the kids around them, like the boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend goes home and gets attacked by his dad which he's a drunk because, you know, he mentioned something like, not this again, and the dad attacks him and stuff. The Riley's the only one that I wish that the, <laughs> like, I was getting annoyed with her. I'm like, all the good kids are getting killed and attacked, man. This, the, you know, the one that's annoying me. Sure. I want her parents to come get her, which. Well, they also happen.
1: kind of, they, they paralleled, I feel like, uh, her mom was, was also shitty, and then she was also yeah, shitty, you know, so. And, yeah, like, yeah, they it, showed. It, it, uh, yeah you know our our main girl her parents are you know overall pretty cool and she was for the most part a pretty good kid so the
2: the main the the, the dilemma with uh, the main family is nick cage and some of their, their characters they're going through like a midlife crisis right, right. like um, they're very uh, unhappy of where their lives landed but at the same time they understood where you grow up you have kids you get married and life just happens and then you grow old and the process repeat, so there's a lot of that element of depression when it comes to like being an adult and having adult duties sure um, and then watching your kids have all the fun so when this virus thing takes over and they're rampaging at their kids they're they're like reminiscing right they're like this is fun we haven't you know this is where uh like you almost get the sense of like the kids are the ones that have been holding us back from our from our life the whole time and and now that we want to kill them you know, this is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to have our lives back almost kind of sure, sure. kind of sense, you know, which is kind of like weird. And I was like, I think I texted you. I said, man, this is a beautiful yet fucked up movie, right? Because it's right. like, you know, you know, kids in a sense halt everything and life. But again, that's life. And that's what you choose to do when you have a family. But anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, they, they did a good job of kind of showing all the stuff with the, the, the parents and with their kids. And just kind yes. of that they had this nice relationship for the most part even you know the daughter was kind of shitty but they were still trying to communicate with her and connect with her which getting uh, into that teenage attitude right right yeah and this the son was like you know pretty cool and even though for some Mm -hmm. reason the fucking kid didn't go to school that day which i don't understand because he didn't seem like he was sick so he was probably faking it that little asshole (laughs) but uh right right but that you know they show like they're kind of cool with each other the the brother and sister kind of you know mess with each other a little bit but it's nothing serious mm-hmm. and then even when the two girls are together like yeah riley is kind of the stuck-up bitch but right they have kind of a thing where that you know they're fun they're they care about each other it seems like right i do like that riley just hides joints in her kitchen drawer and her mom doesn't find them somehow <laughs> yeah, right yeah be- well like you said uh, she's got a mess up home life like her mom is
2: an alky and yeah they were like Maybe, super you know, rich like us. their
1: house was like all you know uh, very yeah Very uh well, or a very nice looking house and like all super fancy and stuff inside.
2: Right, right. No, right. No, it was it was definitely like uh, um. Carly was the daughter getting into those those years of like uh, resentment to the parents. So you get that she's starting to branch off. Um, where it's not all innocent anymore. Right. It's always about boys and drugs now, and and so that's where she's at in her life.
1: Sure, sure. You know. So do you want to talk about the Adults, or do we want to talk about the killing of all the other kids that we see or don't? Yeah, see?
2: let's talk. No, let's let's talk about how it how it transitioned, like how it
1: uh, sure how it escalated. Sure. So they had this whole thing at the school, yeah. right? Was really where the hell broke broke loose. Yes. Uh, and they they have all the kids that are in class, and there's sirens and uh, a bunch of police cars and stuff. And then what? Well, there was a fire alarm, so everyone's coming outside, and they right. just see like i don't know dozens and dozens of parents like pushing up against the gates of the school to try and get into the property and police are holding them out from getting in
2: yeah all the teachers are holding the kids back in the courtyard and the parents are just like calling over their kids like come on come on and then like the kids are saying like what's something's going to happen or i think there was a mention of like isis wouldn't bomb us here you know (laughs) right like something like that like you know we're we're a nobody's city so it can't be a bomb or whatever and and uh but there was like this sense of panic going on right and then uh uh, one of the kids breaks off and starts running towards his mom and the and he climbs the fence but the teacher and the police are like holding the kids back and there's almost like this uh chaos is starting to ensue right and then everybody's watching and they're laughing at the kids or laughing at everything that's going on and then the kid jumps over gets over the fence and immediately the mom just stabs him to death just or like you know just takes her hair clip out i think it is or and keys. just bludges him right or keys and just yeah. kills them and that's when everything just goes apeshit and the kids are freaking out. Yeah, and the then parents the parents are start starting coming to coming over the fence. fence.
1: <laughs> and there's yeah. just this this melee of uh, parents chasing down kids and like we said, that's where <laughs> they, they kinda show that like they'll run past a kid if it's not theirs. Yeah. And uh there was a lot of kills that they implied pretty heavily, but you still felt you know, right. pretty like, Whoa, that's that's messed up. Like even just like a giant man tackling like a 13 year old kid and you're like oh my god that kid's so fucked like <laughs> you know yeah. they had like a uh, one dad like puts a bag over his, his daughter's head yes. and, <laughs> and like just drags her to the ground suffocating her it was great
2: how it was shot too it was real shaky and real kind of like mm. real real um Real fast pace, so like the camera would zoom, and you would just have like the bag go over the head and pull her down, and then you would cut to someone else, like another uh, kid, tackle, uh, adult tackling their kid and, sure. and punching them, stabbing. Him. It was just a great chaotic thing, and like everybody's just going ape shit. Yeah, um, that was that was just like just so fun to mm-hmm. me. I was just like having a blast watching it because it was, uh, right? You know, again, a very very uh, Shaun of the Daddy <laughs> yeah. esque You know, kind of where it just oh shit, and this is what happened.
1: But then we get a lot of scenes of of kid death or implied death throughout the whole movie. Um, Yes. I wonder if this, like, where this would rank on numbers of kid fatality among horror movies. Because I feel like there was a lot of kids that died in this movie.
2: Look, we almost had an infant or a newborn dying in this movie, too. Like, this was the most, I think, the most um, uneasy scene in the film. Yeah. Where where, um, the mom uh, Selma Blair's character, her sister was having a baby and, you know, uh, she got called to the, to the hospital and meantime, this is all going on. So, so, you know, shit's going down. And, um, so she goes to the hospital and her sister's having the kid and she delivers it and she's holding it. And, um, she's all happy and everything is like her newborn baby and everybody's happy. And all of a sudden the TV in the background goes ecstatic, static. And then, you can hear like a little bit of a like a switch going off in their heads. You can see all of a sudden she starts squeezing the baby and and the doctors and the, and the and Selma Blair is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they panic. And there's this whole thing where she wouldn't let go of the baby. They, they're like wrestling with her and she's like trying to kill it right there in her arms. Gets away or, you know, uh, Selma gets the, the baby, falls back and the sister's up and just trying like going after it. And there's like no reason why she's going after the kid. And and everything, so it was it scenes yeah, like yeah. that that was really really cool, and like how it kind of transpired. And there's nothing funny about it. Like there were some funny parts to the movie, but then also some funny. very serious tones. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't say
1: it. The 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 that, that baby scene was uh, funny because they, I didn't I didn't put it together when they first mentioned about that she was going to have her baby, but oh, then okay, yeah. as soon as you know it was it was a little later in the movie, and some shit had already gone down. There showed us. You know, this is going to be dark. They're not fucking around. Right. You get to the hospital and she's going to deliver the baby. And I'm like, no way. They're not going to. Yeah. Are they going to? And then I'm like, oh, God, they did.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally went there.
1: Yep. She was trying to kill her, her newborn baby
2: mm-hmm. in the in her hands, like squeeze her death or whatever it was. And, and that set up. The, again, it, there was no holding back. And again, that did set up that whole TV in the background scene. And then every time we'd zoom in on a parent, you can hear. Like a staticky you know, like almost like a radio station dialing or changing dials, and uh, you can hear this going on in their heads and stuff. So it was like a program thing. So that was, like, again, that whole sinister plot beat in the background was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That and, like I said, the 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 one of the best scenes in the film, to me, before we get into Rage Cage, before we get into Nicolas Cage's amazing sure, performance sure. in this in this movie, the best scene was when the kids found out that no other adults are a threat to them but their own kid but their own parents is that when the girlfriend goes home and she's with her boyfriend and they see a neighbor of theirs outside the house and he's all bloody and he's got an aluminum baseball bat and it's just blood it's just full of blood right and he's like sitting there mm-hmm. mock swinging it in his front yard and uh the daughter's like he's what is he gonna do and the boyfriend's like he's not it's okay he's not here for you you know and then the mm-hmm. that the guy who's out there with the bloody bat and all that stuff just looks at him and kind of nods at him and just walks slowly back in the house (laughs) it was that was great that was so that was so again that set the premise of no other adults a threat but your own but your own parents Yeah, yeah you know
1: yeah one of my uh my other favorites that doesn't have to do with uh with them is uh when when riley dies oh yeah that was another like really strong scene where you're like oh no they're not gonna and then it's like yep they did there's there's not like a lot of mystery to this movie like it's it's one of those things where you know sometimes you're watching a movie and they go oh they're not going to do that and then it's like oh thank god they didn't do that (laughs) they were like faking us out to make us think they were going to do that but then they did that and then this is the movie where they go like oh god they're not gonna have the girl go upstairs to check on her mom and then her mom kills her oh yep they (laughs) did that's what happened
2: yeah yeah one thing I did not uh, like, I thought the movie was going to where uh, Selma Blair's character wasn't going to turn. Sure. Because Nicolas Cage did turn. I he felt turned. that too. Yeah. Yeah, and he went after them, the kids, and he went after them great. He, he, everything about Nick Cage in this movie is great. Yeah. Um, but but I thought that she was because she was rushing home and even said on the news report said as she was listening she says your first instinct is to. Go home and try to protect your kids, but stay mm-hmm. away from your kids because something's going on that's making you want to kill them. And I thought having that premise like she was just going to, you know, help her kids survive through this whole thing. Right. So um, but no, she got in the house and as soon as she saw her kids, she that switch went on where yeah. I have to kill them. Right, right. So both kids are going or both adults are going after the kids now. But uh, I know because they even had her watching about, the yeah.
1: uh, oh they had her watching like the news reports and she was very like affected by it and stuff.
2: Yes, like very and, disturbed uh, that other people were doing it until she saw her own kids and then it was right. like oh yeah I get it I need to kill them.
1: Right, and I, so, I like to um, they had the Doctor Oz thing on where he was talking yeah. about something yeah. with, with baby pigs and their mothers and it was this, <laughs> right. this practice called savaging yes. where the mother kills the baby pig and so then. <laughs> Uh, I was watching it with Cal, and so every time a parent like went after their kid, I like leaned over him and I was like, "Savaging." And he's like, <laughs> "Shut up, Dad! I get it." Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right. It's not funny anymore.
2: <laughs> you should like, walk in a room and have a static TV on and just be staring at the TV. Yeah, and then slowly turn around. Right. But no, <laughs> that was yeah, it's fun. I'll do that next but, weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um the entertainment factor again was is with uh nicholas Cage in his film right mm-hmm. it was fantastic like well, they,
1: they did a good job too of like kind of establishing him as this this guy that he wasn't thrilled about being who he mm-hmm. was, but he was going to do a good job of being that guy anyways, like he was cool with the kids, yes. He tried to talk yes. to them and played around with them and had fun. But uh, he missed
2: his youth, his wild years. Yeah. He really the, missed it. Yeah. Like
1: they show him when he's at work and he's like, I don't want to talk to my wife and he's like watching right. porn on his computer and shit like, <laughs> while he's taking <laughs> right. a nap. So Yeah. Yeah, they, they put a lot into uh, just kind of establishing that he was unhappy with the circumstances. And they did a lot of like weird flashback things. Um, I, say, yeah. I say weird, but it, not necessarily bad. I, I feel like once you kind of got used to the way that they kept cutting back to old shit that it was like oh okay i get it now there was a couple right. times where it threw me off like the one where the kid puts the dead bird in his car or whatever the hell it was yeah and i'm like the fuck is this happening And then, oh no wait that's like some old shit that happened before like it you know right, there was a right, few times cuts, where it messed with your head
2: <laughs> yeah it, it cut back and if you didn't miss if you didn't catch it real fast that it said like three months ago or three weeks ago like uh yeah you're getting there was that dead bird scene where the yeah the kids playing in the is it the Trans Am or yeah well it was like his car. his car
1: that was attached to his uh, his youth that he was still holding on to and he tries to save some animal and puts it in the car
2: exactly and it ends up dying and uh, when he come when Nicholas Cage comes home he the, the his son was in the car playing with this dead animal or or trying to keep it alive and then uh, it ended up dying and so like you know Nick goes into that angry dad mode. Uh, because that's his, that's his connection to his youth, you know, the car. Right. And so that's why they did the flashback scene of that, and then like, uh, like again, I think he was having like a midlife crisis. You know, mm-hmm. he was starting to build a man cave in his basement, you know, sure. with the pool table, and then when like my wife called him out on it, he was like, "No, this is for family," and and they had their meltdown, or he had his meltdown where he smashed the pool table, and then uh, and that's when they had their little breakdown of both
1: of them. Yeah, did you also the, catch of, uh, when he was building the pool table that they did it in the form of a montage?
2: Yes. Yes. I was like, the importance yes, of a montage. montage. Exactly. That <laughs> was fantastic. That, um but yeah, so when he goes after uh he break he busts up the pool table because the wife called him on the floor about it. it's like what are you doing like this is you're spending money you're trying to relive this you don't even like pool and he's like you're right i hate pool and he starts smashing and then they have their meltdown and, and then that's when they come together as like mom and dad again like where how did we get here like why are we so boring why are we so blah you know whatever
1: Midlife yeah. crisis, right? Yeah. So. Well, there was there was like this great bit of dialogue between the two of them. There was. It was great. Yeah. And it, it ended like, you know, he flips out and he smashes this table and she's all upset and, and you know, yeah. kind of scared or whatever. And then he yeah. kind of has a, a, a breaking point where he starts to almost cry about how he's settling for all this shit and then she kind of joins in with him sympathetically and is like you know i feel the yes. same way and and you know i used to have this and that is my dreams and you can't do all these things anymore
0: there you go problem solved you're right honey i hate pool not a big fan of machine part sales either trying to get quarters down there be a big man not exactly what i had in mind as a young dude you know bright future, everything in the world to look forward to. I mean, I was gonna grab the world by the balls and squeeze, boy! God damn it, I remember that kid I used to be like, was four fucking minutes ago. My feet barely touched the ground back then. My kill ratio was nine out of 10, it was 100% sex. And that guy, in a million years, could never have pictured this tired motherfucker he turned out to be, flat on his ass.
3: Bad ball, cottage cheese, fucking ass,
0: blue bonnet, butter waistline with hair coming out of my ears, my nose. My salary went from $145,000 to $45,000! Yeah,
3: building a fucking man cave, that's right. You're right!
0: I mean, does any of this make any sense to you at all?
3: Of course, it does.
0: I mean, it's not that.
3: As a woman, you don't have career dreams, relationship dreams. I did, I had all that. But there's this bigger thing. All your life, you know it's coming. And there's this mix of anxiety and secret excitement and terror. Because you know that one day, inevitably, you'll create this life, the hugeness of it, the importance of it. Everything is building to that moment. And then it happens. And no matter what you thought it would be, it's not like that. I mean, it's intense. It's a fucking bad shit, but it's not. It doesn't. Anyways, it is what it is. Just something that happens, and then it's.
0: That's over. I know this is the way things are supposed to be. I know we're doing it right. It's just hard to get my head around, you know?
1: Right. And, uh, there's like this whole great dialogue between the two of them, which it ends with, I, I wrote the line down, where uh, Nick Cage says, I mean, I used to be Brant. And you used to be Kendall. And
3: now we're just... Mom and Dad
1: right it's, it's so true because yes. you do sort of give up your identity for this other you do. life you know
2: yeah and and with that great like i said that great emotional scene and again with that those lines are so so well delivered and acted and and then um when we go back to where they're they're chasing their kids again it was like they refound themselves they were having fun again right they were they had a common they had a common cause it sucked that they had to kill their kids over this but uh right. Um, but they were like a unit. They were a couple again. They they found their life with each other. So, you know what I mean. So they lost it, and then this thing that they're bonding on again. Um, and then the whole use of the sawzall, right? Right? Because it saws all.
0: Sawzall. Means it saws all.
2: I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. That. So when you're when you're watching the movie, you. you just make sure you take a note of the salsa. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah, it, it, that's that's really like the, uh, the oh, the, the climax builds up at the end here where uh, pretty much they chase after their kids and mm-hmm. the kids end up locking themselves in the basement. They get this idea to flood the basement with natural gas. Oh, by the way, the kid also has a gun that he stole from his dad's uh, right. you know, lockbox underneath the bed because the combination was the kid's birthday, so he figured that out <laughs> I pretty know. easily.
2: Isn't that like great, how, how loving? Yeah. You use your kid's birthday, but then again, this thing transpires where you're trying to kill him. And he's-
1: oh, so he, you know, he steals the gun, and they're trying to cut through the door, and he shoots his mom in the arm, and so they're like, yeah. fuck, now we got to come up with a plan. So they're going to fill the basement with gas to basically poison them to where yeah. they become weak, and then they can break in without them fighting back so easily. Right. Uh, so the, the daughter sets up this really fucking cool MacGyver trap
0: <laughs> yeah. when
1: she figures out that they're filling the basement with gas where she like tapes matches to the door and then puts the strike pad on the floor so then when they open the door it will pull the match over top of the strike pad and make it light up and make the gas explode in their face. Yeah. Uh, so the whole thing of course because they set it up in the movie it does play out that way and works out pretty awesomely. Yeah. Uh, but not as awesomely as they hoped. Yeah. And they don't quite escape, and we get to the uh, the kind of final showdown, right? Where he has them cornered with the sawzall, and they're like trying to plead to him and say like, "Oh, we're sorry, we did this. We're sorry, we did that. I didn't mean to say you were a loser and you had no life. Right? I didn't mean to say that you were fat and stupid and all this other <laughs> bullshit that I did because I'm a fucking worthless teenager." They were basically like, "Just shut up. I don't care. Like, n- no talking." And then he just keeps saying. Yeah. It's called the sawzall because it saws all.
0: Daddy, please no.
3: Mom, I'm sorry, I said that you have no life, okay? I'm sorry that we don't talk anymore. I'm sorry that we're not this mess- We're a family. Please. We love each other, even though you can't stand each other. That you give a shit. And whatever.
0: It saws Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and they're like, but dad, I'm so sorry. And he's like, a saw's all. It saws all. <laughs> That's all he was saying. I know. Saws all.
2: In that great Nicolas Cage delivery. You yeah. know what I mean? That's <laughs> so great.
1: Uh, So this one, it it goes from there to there's a ring at the doorbell just before they're about to kill the kids. And there's like a whole huge thing with kind of some spoilery stuff. So we won't really get into what happens in the the final, final battle until the spoiler section. Right. But uh, I guess is there anything you would say without getting into spoiler territory that Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. you felt... That you didn't like about the movie, or things, uh, the m- missteps, stuff that they could have done better, anything like
2: that. Um, the 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 little bit, like I said, you you kind of touched on it. Was the confusing flashbacks a little sure, bit? Sure, like, sure. The pool table scene would make total sense, right? Um, but not the bird yeah. or the dead animal with the kid. I, I, I didn't. The transition maybe I have to weird. watch the game, it again. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird to to even go back that far and. See, solidify something there There's well because they there that he can't pit i mean they,
1: they paid off the the dead bird thing because he chased him down and he was like i'm gonna kill you or whatever right but then they paid it off with like the scene later where he's sitting and having a popsicle and he's telling them you know sometimes you fuck up and i fucked up oh. and, like so that was kind of like where yeah. they paid that whole thing off because they did do right, some right. cool stuff with those flashbacks of showing the kids being uh, either younger or, or just in some sort of situation where they were mm, scared mm, of their yeah. parents. And they're like, you don't have to worry about me hurting you or you know that right. kind of thing. Or, or like in that, he sort of jokingly says, like, if you ever do anything in my car again, I'll fucking kill you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And the kid laughs. Right. He's
2: like, no, I'm serious.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that, that was a little confusing stuff. My main gripe would be with some of the transitional stuff like that, with some of the flashback Things where you're like, wait, oh, okay, we're in the flashback thing now. Yeah, I got it. Like right. it just kind of takes you a minute to catch up. I guess. Yeah.
2: Right in the midst of all thing, everything is going on. All of a sudden, we're in a flashback.
1: Yeah. And uh, the way that some of the action was shot, like you, you had sort of referenced the, uh, the you know, the melee and the where they have the camera kind of shaking as they're chasing them and it's like, you know, kind of helps you feel the action of what's going on, uh, which mm-hmm. is great. It's it's a, a clever way to do a lot of that stuff. Uh, I, I would have liked to have maybe just seen like one or two kids actually get killed on screen. I mean, yeah, they can't just give us a couple. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just, all the kid deaths know. had to be off screen, but then as soon as they kill a parent, it's on screen. It's like, come on. It's not fair. I know. I feel like this movie was very ageist. <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
2: But yeah, no problem squeezing a inf- a newborn baby to death, almost yeah. to death. They should have at you least I mean? just <laughs> killed that baby. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
2: <laughs>
1: but uh, no, other than that, I think uh, some of the things that I did like was, uh, again, I like the way that they shot the action. Yes. Um, I just wish that they didn't have to do so many quick cuts when it came to some of the violence, which I understand. It's the whole sensitivity of killing kids and all that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> right. Right. No, I get it. They probably could have got away, especially since it, I don't know if maybe they were trying to make this uh, be like a wide release thing because they had a couple of big name actors and then it, yeah. just, it didn't happen for whatever reason. I feel like if they knew that it wasn't, maybe they would have thrown a little bit more uh, gore in there for some could of those have. parts. It's hard to say. We're not really sure. But um, yeah. I, I I really, really like the music score in this movie. It was fucking awesome. It, it was great. Uh, it was all done by this guy named Mr. Bill, who's like a DJ, yeah, a, like EDM producer guy. Uh, but all those parts where he would have these accents of like DJ sound effect type stuff over top of some great. of the fighting and action and, and crazy shit. Yeah, was really it was cool the way that it would do it and. It was uh, almost reminded me of uh, like an old orchestral score or something where it mm-hmm. would dictate mm-hmm. sort of the intensity, but done through this more modern like EDM style.
2: Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. I
1: loved the music on
2: it. Yeah,
1: that was pretty cool. I don't know anything else that uh, was worth mentioning before we rate this one and move on. Well,
2: we um we touched on a lot of great scenes and great uh, impl- you know like I said the implied kills and the. The whole build-up to me was fantastic. Again, I'm just reiterating, right, a little bit, but uh the whole build-up, especially in the hospital scene, we had the dads just looking at uh, that. Um, you, you all of a sudden you you turn left and there's like 15 dads in the window, and they're all just scouring, yeah. or perceived scouring, until you get close up, just like that rage at their kids. I thought the movie did very well at setting that premise up, and of course. I love the fact and I appreciated the fact that the the parents were the only ones going after their own kid and um, you know it was like a, a understanding with the other parents like okay you killed your kid yeah I get it but they didn't try to stop him but they didn't go after other kids either so I, I like that fact.
1: Sure sure yeah that was cool. Alright I think that's all I have as far as uh, without getting too into specifics and, and anything like that. And, uh, right. What I will say, this will be a little tricky here. I'll have to kind of dance around this. <laughs> um, okay. So I I gave this movie an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm lingering somewhere between an eight and an eight and a half, but it probably would have been a nine if something that has to do with spoilers wasn't was was handled differently. I guess I'll say so. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Just something that we'll have to talk about when we get into spoilers, I would say, brought the score yeah. down just a little bit for me. Um, but okay. But other than like just that little small detail, the whole rest of this movie mm-hmm. is just fucking great. Like it, it's it's weird because it's like fun, but then it's also intense and and kind of scary in like a cringy way where you're like, oh my god, like like yeah. I had mentioned before. Are they gonna actually go there? Are they gonna actually do this? Are they? oh they're not actually gonna have that happen. Like, so it's it's <laughs> yeah, cringy in a lot of ways because you know, as much as I joke about it, like, you know, I don't actually want to kill my kid or whatever, and think like <laughs> that somebody is actually like, oh, that's my kid. I need to kill them. That's <laughs> like right, right. No, I hear you. <laughs> very, very cringy and kind of intense so it evokes great. a lot of emotion but at the same time a lot of these things yes. are filmed so fun and a lot of uh cool editing is done to this and a lot of great sound work is done to this and yeah. uh it, there is some violence that happens towards the kids like especially the older kids for whatever reason poor damon takes it worse than anybody in this movie he uh, does you know, he gets his his arm cut he gets the fucking his head slammed into the floor. He gets yeah. knocked over the railing, gets a hanger in his cheek, like Yeah. that, that poor it, kid gets it so he bad. He got Exactly. Exactly. But he's tough. But yeah, so I'm, I'm he's g- tough yeah. I'm going to say that I put it at an 8 for now, so
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm um I always the, one of my uh my uh experiences on rating a film is like what when I watch it and I go outside uh, you know when I do will go outside I, and I talked about what I, what movies I watch, and if I and if I sit there and start just boasting about a movie, which I do a lot, and if the movie just really hit me where like this was fun and I love this stuff, I mean I'm in I'm in a good rating here. Um, Mom and Dad to me is a solid 9 for myself and sure I put it I put it at the top list on on my uh, 2018 films like this is one of the ones I'm going to review again at the end of the year when we do our sure, kind sure. of like a, a year-end review um definitely mm-hmm. mom and dad is going to be up there where I'm going to have to seriously consider in a top somewhat list not a top movie but a yeah
1: yeah up there i could you know what i mean so as of now I would say it's in the top five, which obviously we're only three yeah. months into the year, but uh Right. We'll see right. if it maybe holds which up Which is exciting, to our top 10, man. So.
2: Well, it's exciting because we're this early on in the year and we're getting these good movies. I mean, we've sure. had a few so far this year, like I'm like uh, I I I love it. I absolutely love it. Last year was a great movie uh, for horror movies, and so yeah, it's just yeah. continuing. So yeah, man. Like everything that you said on on those things, i just kind of like you know give it a double stamp there. And uh, right. Well, you know, uh, there's the,
1: not a lot I don't like. The the one thing that always fucks me up with doing ratings is uh, I, I try to think about it in comparison to other things, which I. Sure. Have have rated higher, so when I was like, okay, do I want to give this a nine? And then I start thinking about like, okay, what if I rated nines? Things like right. Raw and Deathgasm and stuff like that. For me, I rated as nines, so I'm like, well, right. this isn't those movies. Like it's it's right, right. You know, working its way up there for me, but it's not all the way up there. So, so yeah. yeah, and then yeah. I go even like an eight and a half, like, do I like this more than, like, Tragedy Girls or something like that? Um, mm. Close, but maybe not quite as much. Definitely not as much right, as, like, right. Patchwork. So, you know, I, I started playing that, that uh, like, stacking game of, like, okay, I have a stack of cards. <laughs> this one goes under that, but, but above that one. But right. Then that one goes above that, like, so.
2: Yeah, It until you get to the year end where you get, like, this whole list staring in front of you and you're like, okay, sure. Well, these are the ones that I absolutely enjoyed for many different reasons and then i can sit there and you know if i had to do a top you know 10 list or top five or what was a favorite movie sure sure i didn't you know and there's like ones that impact you a lot and you're just like i just can't like like death gasm i can't there's no way I, I can write rate anything above that you know what i mean because that's just like you know even though that's not a 2018 movie but it just sure it just uh, goes in line but um yeah, it's hard, but it's also fun to kind of like do that too. Because then everybody has their standards of what makes a good movie in their mind and what makes a poor movie. You know? Right, right. Because a poor movie on my end could be a great movie on someone else's, and vice versa.
0: Saza, so ninja, all. Means it. So
3: My life fades, the vision dims, all that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, wasted land, but most of all, I remember the podcasts, the man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the Doomsday Clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock Podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever.
1: So, why don't you tell everyone where to find you at?
2: Sure. Um, on top of these, this uh, Who Will Survive Horror podcast, which I'm starting to get a little bit more active in Facebook, you have to admit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's, um, I'm still lurking in there. So, uh, uh, you know, keep the questions coming. I love it. Um, but I also run a Star Wars podcast called uh, The Sarlacc Digest. And that is uh, spelled S-A-R-L-A-C-C. And we are on the Raw, Live, and Unedited Podcast Network. We're also on, have our own solo feed through iTunes and SoundCloud. Just Google Sarlacc Digest. And um, especially on Instagram and Facebook, we're highly active. Again, with uh, the Last Jedi novel that just came out, we're highly reviewing that. We got the Han Solo movie coming out, so we got our events planned. And if you're in the SoCal area, you know, please, please come by and check us out. And um, just join the community. We're always eager to, you know, keep the conversation going after the movies. So that's where my other half is spent uh, sure. if I'm not doing horror stuff. So, yeah.
1: Right on, right on. And uh, for this show, uh, all of our different interviews and bonus episodes and my Friends Till the End shows uh, all can be found under the same feed, uh, whether that's on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, and then, you know, this, this show... The same thing with uh, all the all the shows that come out onto this feed will be available through the legion podcast network which you can subscribe to their feed on itunes and stitcher and other uh, podcatching apps and catch all the other great shows that are on the network with us there and also we are a member of the raw live and unedited podcasting network so uh, same thing for the You know, that you can subscribe to their feed through any of your podcatchers. And in addition to getting our shows, you'll get a bunch of other stuff that uh, is made by our friends. Everything on both of those networks covers such a wide array of stuff that we don't cover as well. So, you know, anything Mm -hmm. you're looking for, I'm sure you can find a little something for yourself on either one of those. And uh, our our primary contact is going to be through our Facebook, uh, which we mentioned at the beginning, but also. Uh, We do have an Instagram page, uh, which is at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. And if you follow that, uh, I'll post stuff about the episodes. And I try to post different things on both, so it's not just redundancy. So there's actually a reason to follow each Mm -hmm. one. So sometimes on Instagram, I'll post a lot of the movies that I have watched that maybe we aren't covering on the show which I had put something up about like cold hell on there um, a few of the other movies I put up so so yeah if you want to follow that I'll I'll, I'll throw up uh, some recommendations here and there as they come across my eyes and I think that's about it yes
2: yeah you know, like I was saying I like that uh, you're posting on uh, what you just watched even though we're not covered down on our show it's gives me sure, a bit sure. more of insight because um, I write everything down too. I'm like oh I got a list going a mm-hmm. mile wide of movies I need to watch you know and uh, it helps I like that a lot. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of just a cool way to throw a little mini recommendation out there. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as uh, I'll watch a lot of stuff and I'll see bad movies and I just usually won't talk about them. Like, I'll add them to my list or whatever. And if someone asks me, I'll tell them my opinion. But uh, I just don't like to waste energy on being like, oh, I just watched this movie and it was like a four out of ten or a five out of ten is fucking stupid and right this was wrong with it and that's wrong with it like uh you right. know a lot of stuff is just bad and a lot of stuff is just not for me so yeah but exactly i'd rather spend the the time on talking about something good cool so uh, i think that we'll just about do it for tonight And if you want to uh, just kind of hear us talk about the resolution of these two movies, then hang around for after the intro music. And if not, then we will see you in a couple weeks with episode 10, which I am not sure what that's going to be about yet. It should be fun, though. Yep. Yes. All right. Good night. (laughs) Savage.
2: It's my favorite thing.
1: Okay, we are back, and this is the spoiler-filled segment, not spoiler-free, yes. I guess. What's the opposite of spoiler-free, spoiler-paid? Well, no,
2: non-spoiler. <laughs> with, oh, that's a non- non-spoiler. Non-spoiler be
1: spoiler-free. Spoiled. This is the spoiled yes. part. Yeah, yeah. This is the spoiled <laughs> segment of <laughs> right. the show. Uh, all right, so f- first, uh, we, we won't go too overboard here, but uh, the first one, right. and don't grow up, um, I believe we had kind of just not really talked too much about the end, but where this ends up going is the the right. main boy and main girl. I think uh, the, the boy had some kind of a weird name, Bastion.
2: Yeah, it was Sebastian, but she, she called him Bastion for short. Like, I think it was Sebastian.
1: Yeah, and Pearl. Uh, they they right. end up... Uh, Sebastian is acknowledging that he's turning because he's become a man now because he had sex and fell in love and whatever. I don't know if that's maybe the... Maybe that's the key hmm. to becoming old enough—is falling it could in be. love or sex be, or something. Yeah, but so he starts yeah, bleeding yeah, out of his. Yeah, there was never a uh, definite. he starts bleeding out of his ears, and then he's like, "All right, well, we got to get the fuck out of here." And they're getting chased by the, the eighth-grade militia militia guys. Great. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. they find a boat, so it's uh, you know this little girl that they rescued and pearl get in the boat and he pushes them out and kind of ditches them and says like i can't go with you because i'm just gonna end up hurting you and uh, right. they end up the the eighth graders end up shooting him in the stomach or whatever and he fucking dies yeah or shooting i don't, I don't know where he got shot but they shot him from far away and right he fucking died and then the girls are just uh you know going off into the ocean in this little boat with a offboard motor right and then the movie ends so it's like all right well what is going to happen to them are they gonna succumb to the sea are they gonna get to the other side of the land because they don't it's not like right it's not like oh look there's the land right there like you just see water
2: right no exactly it's like w- what direction they're going and there was some sort of like urgency to get off the island you know like we're stuck on this island we're stuck on this sure. island and of course the, the whole city parts on fire and all that stuff and um, so again, I, I'm, I'm wondering: is there some? Is this an isolated incident incident on the island itself, and then you go to the mainland? Um, this like the uh, the movie Legend, I Am Legend with the Will Smith, you know, right. the, the remake of Last Man on Earth. So it was like was isolated to a certain section. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be kind of interesting if it was, but I'm assuming that it's all over because there was a point in the film where the guy did call a relative, like one of the kids called a relative who was on the mainland and the phone went out got cut off but he was it was a kind of jumbled up in static saying like you know people are going crazy or something like that so right we it left it open it left it open at the end where if this is an isolated incident and yeah. uh and obviously there's not really a big twist you know because we knew that you know eventually everybody's gonna grow up and die and everything and yes and pearl and the girl were still young enough where they you know Mm-hmm. where they were uh, living and stuff. And the boy was older and he ended up getting infected and pushed him off, which is like, you know, sacrificing himself for their safety, for that temporary safety. Sure. So again, not a real big twist. Cause that's like something you can always see coming, but maybe not as soon as, you know, like, like, like I said, the mo- we always say the movie kind of suffered from being too short. And it was like, like real fast paced. Like, oh well, my God, are they, this was a one day event. And two of the kids turned. Um, into uh, monsters, different ages from each other too. Sure.
1: So, yeah, what I like to think happened is that they went out into the water, and then uh, Pearl ended up turning because she just had sex and fell in love too, and then she just kills uh, that yeah. little kid in the boat with her, and then that's how yes their stories played so out. So maybe <laughs> maybe she so actually maybe got like to the land a... <laughs> and then she started killing people there. Yeah,
2: so that's what I'm saying. Maybe like she escaped the island, and maybe if it was isolated to the island. Um, the boat ro- uh, goes to a shore, and she's just sitting there, just blood all over the, you know, the dead kid in there, and uh, yeah, maybe she jumps out and
1: starts killing people. But maybe it's yeah. contagious too, so that way she gets to yeah. the island and then actually spreads it. She's like a patient zero. Patient,
2: there you go. <laughs> See that there. There's a thing like when you read the synopsis about rampaging zombies, right? That's your mind goes to the zombie world and the the rules that are applied to zombies. And right. now, what is? And we've talked about this before. Where are some of the different ways to create a zombie genre different? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I take the monster and make it a different story? So, yeah. this can actually, yeah, this can actually like be something where it uh, it was a maturity thing, and then it morphed into this where. Uh, even after you die, you become reanimated through the virus and stuff like that. So, yeah, it could be like this where the island is where every zombie movie started and it spread from there. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, you can use your imagination. But
1: I don't think that the, the level of open-endedness that this movie had necessarily was bad because they filled in enough of the blanks leading up to it that it, mm-hmm. it kind of leaves this cool thing that, you know... Whether you're with friends or by yourself, you can do sort of these mental gymnastics of of what may happen or what could happen or whatever. Right, right. And the
2: creator can come back and say, look, uh, there is no thought to this. This is what happens when, at this certain time, all the adults just lost their fucking mind, you know? And then when the the kids go to a certain age, they lose their mind, too. And that could be just as simple as that. There should, you know, there doesn't have to be any kind of, like... Mm -hmm. uh, over explanation or overthinking it too so absolutely so with a movie like this that's how i do it I just like this is how it happened when i describe it to somebody i well, when you hit maturity yeah uh man. whenever your body deems mature you're gonna lose it and you're gonna start killing uh, the youth because right. it didn't seem like they were killing each other just like you, the people were not infected
1: yeah 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 it's that's really tough to say like if it was isolated or not too because they don't spend any time on any of that sort of stuff either Um, right they don't even really acknowledge whether it was contagious or anything or you know if it was like i guess if they kill the kid does the kid also become one of them or the kids just a dead body then we don't really see a lot of like dead kids bodies or anything
2: yeah because no exactly because the one kid that got killed we never visited back right you know that that was uh bashed but he didn't really get bit or anything they just like they physically beat him or use a tool to beat him too so i don't know how sure sure Transfer. So, if uh, it was a contagious thing.
1: All right. So, uh, for the other movie, for Mom and Dad. Yes. Uh, so there's a whole end sequence here we kind of left out because there was a, a spoiler cameo, and also. Well, so at the
2: beginning of the film, yeah, you should you should premise it at the
1: beginning. They, well, right. they yeah. showed somebody. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, uh, they didn't. I don't think that they showed, but they had mentioned that. Uh, the girl couldn't like go out with her boyfriend or whatever because the grandparents were coming over later for dinner or something like that. It was like part of their plans. Yeah, at
2: the um yeah, at the uh intro sequence, they they showed Lance Hendrickson.
1: Oh. Oh right, yeah, um, in, the, they in had, the credits, yeah.
2: Yeah, he in the opening credits. So, this whole time we're like when is he coming to play? And then yes, and they premise in the film that uh they were having a dinner that night, so that's why the the daughter could not go out with her friends because right. Her grandparents were coming over and they were going to have a dinner. And you like totally forget about all of that. And then all of a sudden the doorbell rings at, at, right in the middle of the rampage, right in the middle of Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair chasing her kids all around. The doorbell rings. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, and then and I think Selma Blair said something like, oh, shit, your parents, your parents are coming over. And, you know, they didn't put two and two together that this whole thing was
1: was every parent was killing their kids. Right. right. But of course we did right away. Yeah. As soon as they're like, oh, shit, we forgot about your parents. And you're like, oh, boy. Another yep, one of these yep. moments.
2: Yeah, exactly. And they open the door. And Lance Henderson and his, and uh, God, the woman who played his mom uh, opens the door. And so there's the, there's Lance Hendrickson standing there. And, <laughs> and Nicholas Cage looks at him. And uh, I forgot the dialogue. They exchange something. And all of a sudden, just stab, uh, Lance Henderson stabs uh, Nicholas Cage because they're in that rage mode. They want to kill the Yeah, the mom, kids, like, you know? maced
1: him. And then he like starts stabbing <laughs> yeah, him in the stomach. Him. But I love
2: Cage's him. response,
1: like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How can you do this to me?" Kind of attitude. I think he said, "You k- you killed been doing me." That to his son, the whole movie. Yeah. He said, "You killed me," <laughs> and he's like, "I missed your gut. Stop being a sissy."
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that was cool. And then uh, and now you have a a fight between the grandparents killing their parents, and then mm-hmm. the parents killing their kids. You know, the the grandkids now. I guess or. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage's kid. So that was awesome. So the only people who are safe in this world of mom and dad are the old people who, who don't have any parents anymore
1: or you know, they've already been deceased. Right.
2: The only people who don't have, you know, are are safe from being killed.
1: Yeah. But so that when when the, uh, the grandparents come over and the dad's chasing Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Cage is chasing his son, <laughs> and it's this whole ongoing yeah. thing like he almost kills... The little kid and then the grandpa stops the dad because he's trying to kill him then he's got to fight him off <laughs> Then he's trying to, right the Nicolas Cage is trying to kill his dad because he's trying to kill him and it's this whole back-and-forth right. crazy thing they end up in the Trans Am that we had the, the scene before of the kid leaving and of Nicholas Cage doing donuts in the parking lot with his girlfriend's tits in his face and yeah this the infamous <laughs> Trans Am scene and uh, right so they end up inside the Trans Am the mom uh so it's nicholas cage's mom but she's fighting with selma blair not because she wants to kill her but because she's like stop trying to kill your son and right then right. you know ends up fighting with her she's basically like "Fuck you i'm gonna do what i want and uh, <laughs> yeah they end up fighting outside and so there's this whole crazy reaction from they're fighting in the car he ends up turning the car on flying out the garage door he like the the mom gets pushed into the driveway while the car is flying out. She gets hit by the car. (laughs) Then it goes in slow motion and shows her (laughs) flying over the sunroof.
2: That was great, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then the Trans Am crashes and Lance Hendrickson flies out of the sunroof and his head gets like splattered on the hood of the car. And you even see a little bit of brain fall out. It was like, yo, did you see that shit fall out? (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a crazy, crazy scene. And then the parents are just like, all right, now we're going to fucking kill these kids. Like, I'm they're out of the tired way. of their shit. <laughs> this is going to happen. Yes. Uh, well, Nicolas Cage was still in the car. I think he was kind of knocked out from the crash. Yeah. But then Selma Blair goes to take out her daughter and the boyfriend comes in and knocks her out. Yes. And the the way... boyfriend
2: who's been passed out three times in the film mm-hmm. comes back and knocks her ass out. Yeah.
1: But then they, they cut to just them being tied up in the basement with some dialogue about, you know, well, we want to trust you, but we can't. And then they're like, Right, being very aggressive about trying to get untied and trying to play like, oh, we weren't <laughs> going to hurt you, and they're like, brah, they're like freaking out because they can't get untied, not seeming like they're okay. And right, then the movie just ends. And it's was like, yeah, uh, it
2: ends. What? Yeah, it ends abrupt with no resolution to like, oh, are they are the uh, parents? Are they cured? Are they not going to kill each other? They no, it, it ended as they're still wanting to kill their kids. Like right. they're, they're it, it ended that way. Right. and uh i love the fact i love that the last scene was like the kids were like oh, we love you we love you why are you doing this and the nicholas cage is like we love you too but sometimes you just gotta and he, and he, and he just rages right there and the in the, the screen goes to black you yeah. know it's like sometimes you just gotta kill you you know or something
1: but yeah uh, so this was what i was referencing when i said that it came down a little bit for me is just like i hmm. I'm, I'm okay with some level of not knowing I just I don't know sure. I, I felt like it was too intentionally hard of a cut mm. like it was a, a non-ending it was just like a, a stop kind right. of thing right it was like did they run a well, tape or something or like it, well here's it felt yeah so weird, no you
2: know? <laughs> well we just got to end it well here's my thought now we brought up the fact that you know my, this is, there could be a sequel in the in in my in our minds right playing out right. so you take you take the notion of a sequel then you go back to the synopsis of this film. And the synopsis says a 24-hour rampage. Right. So was this where they were tied up and um, in 24 hours, everything's going to go back to normal or whatever. But then there's that notion of the subliminal messaging that's going on in, in electronics. So a sequel could be where, yeah, this was a 24-hour rampage. And maybe once mm-hmm. a year, every 20, once a year, 24 hours, the parents go nuts and they kill their kids, you know, and so that you right. have to lock them up. Um, or, or it could be like the aftermath of it. Like the sequel could be like the aftermath of it or getting more into what's the cause of this subliminal messaging being programmed into the mm-hmm. uh, electronics for the parents to like snap, you know what I mean? So sure there's that whole thing. But again, if, if uh, I, here's what I like this, uh, think of it as like, to me, this might've been just a 24 hour bug and right. it ended, but they were tied up in the basic cause they're still, the parents were still, and we followed the family. None of them got killed they were tied up and at the end you know of this thing they snap out of it and they kind of like regroup and and the whole world kind of snaps right. out of it and now they got to deal with what went on because again we always it's funny because watching the film too we were like oh shit all the kids are messed up they're all going to get killed you know but then we're also thinking like wait a second the parents the grandparents are are leaving their homes and droves to it and on their way to kill their kids sure too. Yeah, yeah so that was kind of cool how it, it it trickled down like that you mm-hmm. know
1: yeah, I, I didn't necessarily care that we didn't get an explanation of why it was happening. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's fine to me. Like it doesn't have to be explained. I like the the idea of a. Uh, I think you had referred to it before when we were talking as like a, a a purge on children, right? Kind of thing. So I, I kind of like that <laughs> theory that maybe it could be a a child purge. Uh, yeah,
2: like once a year, this thing clicks, and then uh, the it's like a like a once a year event, like the yeah. movie The Purge. You're just
1: allowed to murder your own kids for 24 hours. And if the kids can survive for (laughs) 24 hours, then they're fine. But (laughs) it definitely seemed like there was something that like went off in them. Yeah. So whether they continue the storyline or something, I think I'd rather see them continue it. And that would, you know, take some of my my discomfort in the end of it away. But I don't want to see them go back and explain what it is. yeah and, and
2: one last point for me is that if you think about this like where we bring up zombie apocalypse right mm-hmm. where zombie apocalypses are designed to take out the entire civilization of the world because there's no escaping it everybody will die in a comeback as a zombie right um in this way if in the mom and dad world there's nobody being born, be if, born. if it's not a 24-hour thing right you know what i mean if this is an ongoing thing this is the end of civilization as we know it. There would be no children born after this. Because immediately after you're born, your, your parents are going to try to kill you. Unless your parent
1: died in childbirth or whatever.
2: Or during, you know, childbirth and then you were We just orphaned. have, like,
1: all um, people raised by, like, foster parents.
2: Yeah, exactly. But again... <laughs> they're either going to grow old and die because how are they going to procreate when they want to kill their offspring, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: it would definitely create a so, complicated structure.
2: Exactly. So this could be like just another trigger of uh, an apocalyptic world, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be where I'd like to see it go. I, again, like the, the hard cut thing, it's just weird. Like it mm-hmm. just feels clunky. Yeah. And so I probably only take like a half a point off because it's, it's literally like the last i don't know 30 seconds of the movie so everything right, right, except right. for the last 30 seconds of the movie is great up for it and i yeah. mean it, it's tough because you go well endings are important but i feel like they pretty much ended the story of, of what was happening there like either the parents were going to stay tied up and they were going to leave them or they were going to just kill them or it was going to wear off or they would find a cure but right they ended with the kids Basically, having the upper hand. Yes. You just didn't have the finality of like, okay, we're just gonna leave you, or okay, we're just going to kill you, or anything like that. So. Right. Right. Uh, but I, I would have liked to have you and just had a scene of like they left, like all right, bye, like.
2: Right. I got. I hear you. I like, just left them there ha- yeah. and tied up,
1: and then yeah. that would have brought it up. It just felt like a weird, like they they turned off the camera like fucking a minute too soon.
2: <laughs> like you said, ah, uh, you know, we ran out of film. But we don't want to go get more, so we're just gonna we're just cut it right
1: here. Yeah, like some guy accidentally taped over it for his like brother's <laughs> wedding. I'm like you asshole. Revenge. His <laughs> brother's wedding. Yeah. He's right, like, hey, did yeah. you see my copy of the filming we were doing? <laughs> oh yeah, I just found this tape and I was using it to record my brother's wedding. But was that important yeah. or you fucking asshole? <laughs> you taped he over the end indie. of the movie. <laughs>
2: But you got my intro in right. You got my opening sequence in right. Yeah, dude, that's key. that's it's the key. It's right. the, everything that's uh, important to move the story. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think either way, it's still a fucking awesome movie. So, I had oh, a lot it was of fun great. With
2: it. I, I I absolutely loved it. But
1: all right, well, I think that uh, pretty much covers the end of these movies. And so, if you're still listening yes. and you hadn't seen the movies, I definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, Yes. don't grow up is available on shutter mom and dad is on all the traditional video on demand platforms and i can't imagine it will go too long before it ends up on something like shutter or netflix or right. amazon or something for you know subscription yeah. streaming but if you want to see it in the meantime i uh, definitely recommend yeah, yeah. It. it's worth checking out yep 100 All all right well thanks for hanging around and we'll see you next time nigga in his eye and tell
3: him get the running All my niggas coming in, we coming straight from nothing Nigga, do not me, ain't your brother, ain't your cousin Acting like a dick, I know these pussies never want it Come through and leave you on crutches. like a turkey, I stuff it Searching for the bread and butter a hot, bitch, I ain't lucky Play with the balls like it's rugby she trippin', she said that she loved me I can't get a bitch cause I'm ugly I can't get a bitch cause I'm ugly
0: Ay, Can't get a bitch, I don't give a fuck Tweak on up
3: because this nigga nuts they wanna be, ain't no cold cut They know us, can't grow us All these pussy niggas owe us I'm the reason it's Cobra.
0: I ain't fuckin' want a cobra I ain't fuckin' with you gun, snakes Pussy, 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 get away Take your dick like a stick away I'ma make a way, I'ma make a way I know that you pussies don't want it I know that you pussies don't want it